be something, something made by me. Yeah. There's things waiting for me to invent them. There's worlds waiting for me to explore. I am an echo of the eternal cry of let there be. The spark of creation is burning bright within me. The spark of creation, oh, let me rest at all. Until I've discovered or built or uncovered the thing that I can call my celebration of the spark of Morning and welcome. I'm Teresa Belden, member of your Board of Trustees. I invite you to take out your electronic devices and if you're on social media, check in and let people know you're at Unity Minneapolis. And then silence your device and give yourself and others the gift of this sacred hour. Thank you. This afternoon at 1.30, Reverend Tony Fish, one of the candidates for the associate minister position, will lead a workshop on what is my prosperity consciousness. She'll also be teaching a follow-up class Tuesday at 7 p.m. on creating an experience. And to be supportive. In honor of the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, the office will be closed tomorrow but evening events will take place as usual. This is the last week to join Prosperity Plus Three, uh, which is on Wednesday, led by Reverend Ray and Robin Nelson. Friday night, you have the option of MBT Community with Mia Claire as the guest speaker and YFM Talks, a discussion about reaching today's youth spiritually. Designed for parents, teens, YFM volunteers, but open to all. Both are at 7 p.m. Next Sunday, the Pentagills present the final segment of their four gospel series, The Divinity of Jesus, Who Was He? Always interesting. It starts at 1.30. Uh, prayer chaplain recruitment begins this month. After the service today, Margie Black and Andrea Kaiserman will be in the sanctuary in the area of the lectern to meet with anyone who is interested in learning more about being a prayer chaplain. Anyone interested so should also attend the affirmative prayer workshop on Saturday, February 8th at 10 a.m. This is a requirement for chaplains, but open for all. Also today, after the first service only, you are invited to help fill kid packs, um, bags in the Fillmore room for the students at Noble Elementary. Information and sign-up sheets for all these events and more are in the garden court. And while you're in the garden court, sign up for our electronic newsletter, the peak of the week, if you haven't already, and keep up to date on the latest news. And now we begin our service with prayer led by Reverend Pat. Join me in our opening prayer. Sweet spirit within. We take that deep breath together. That's the breath of spirit, the breath of God. And we let go. And we surrender one more time to this infinite presence within. This morning we feel that presence moving in and through us. As life. Knowing and giving thanks that we are always in the flow. The flow of life. And for that, we are so grateful. And this morning, we are especially grateful for Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King and the difference that he has made in the world. We give thanks for his example, the ideals, his life, and the difference that he has made in our life. So we are indeed grateful. 
we are grateful for this beautiful day, this beautiful day. And together we say, thank you, God. Together, thank you, God. And yet again, thank you, God. And again, thank you, God. Let's appreciate this day, okay? Let's stand for our opening song. Thank you, and please be seated. Let's continue our time together by affirming together our vision statement, and our vision statement is found in your order of service. Together, centered in spirit, we celebrate a world transformed by love, peace, and compassion. You'll also notice that one of our core values here in our community is that of welcoming. So we're really glad you're with us today. Thank you for spending part of your day with us today. I know what the roads were like, and I appreciate they were pretty good, so thanks for being here. We also thank those that are streaming with us today. We're grateful for that. And we also thank our volunteers today that are handling these streaming cameras. I look around the room, and I give thanks that they, lie, they come here early, they get it in place, and they provide streaming for the world. Can we appreciate these volunteers? Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Unity is an open and welcoming and inclusive community. Therefore, one of our favorite things to do here is to acknowledge our guest. So my dear friends, if you're with us today for the first, second, or third time, please allow us to honor your presence here today. Just take your courage in your hand and raise your hand as I raise my hand. First, second, third time guest. Wow, keep your hands up, please. Keep your hands up, please. your hands up, please, till our ushers get to you. The packet of information you're receiving today tells you a lot about Unity Minneapolis. There's a card there. If you choose to fill out any part of that card and turn that into our book desk, we have a gift for you. The rose is a gift from our congregation so that we can easily recognize you and give you that personal welcome. All of that's important, and yet one of the most important things, if not the most important thing, to set on this platform each and every Sunday morning is this. That is, my dear friends, wherever you are on your spiritual journey, wherever that may be, you're welcome here. We welcome you, we bless you, and we behold the living presence of the divine within you. Let's appreciate these guests. Hey, we're glad you're with us today. Thank you. And we greet each other each and every Sunday morning with a handshake, a hug, a smile, namaste. We ask before we... Let's do it. 
So if you did not get a chance to speak to the person you wanted to speak with, we invite you to join us for coffee and tea following today's service. Today we're truly blessed. We have a candidate here for our associate minister job, our position that is open. I'd like to share a little bit about her. She serves as the chair of the board of Unity Worldwide Ministries. She served for 18 years as senior minister of Unity in Frederick, Maryland, leaving there in November of 2019 to explore the next phase of her spiritual journey. She was ordained through Unity Worldwide Ministries' field licensing program and continues to serve as mentor in that program. She has been active. She's been active in Unity Worldwide Ministries at the national and the regional level, serving on the UWM Board of Trustees since 2012. Uh, she served as the Education Service Ministry Team as that chair from 2004 to 2009. She also served on the Eastern Region uh, Youth Education Advisory Team. She is actively involved in interfaith activities within her community, serving as task force leader for the season of nonviolence for many years and coordinator for the Frederick Area Ministerial Association, assisting in the expansion uh, of that group to include ministers of all faith traditions. In 29 through 2011, uh, she served as the president of Habitat for Humanity in Frederick County. She believes that translating the unity principles into the language of the emerging new worldview is vital to her community and to our unity movement. In an earlier chapter in her life, she spent 22 years in the corporate area as an international information security uh, planning consultant. Whoa. <laughs> she, um, she, has a, she has her BA in education. Would you please welcome Reverend Tony Fish. Now let's settle in for the reading of the Daily Word. We now move deeper into spirit with the reading of the Daily Word. As the usher brings down the prayer box, you're invited to mentally add your prayers to the written requests in the box. After the service, the prayer box is located in the garden court where you may add your written requests. Your prayers are then prayed with by our prayer ministry for seven days, and then they are forwarded to Silent Unity where they're prayed with for an additional 30 days. The word for today is faith. Filled with positive expectation, I expect only good. Unity Minister Eric Butterworth writes in Spiritual Economics, you, not, you do not receive what you want. You do not receive what you pray for, not even what you say you have faith in. You will always receive what you actually expect. Each morning, even when the clouds cover the sky, I expect the sun to rise. When I drift off to sleep, I expect to awaken refreshed. When I express the desires of my heart in prayer, are my expectations limit, limited or do I expect only good? As I pray, if I discover a thought of lack or limitation, I remember that I am a living expression of God, heir to all that God is. I release the limiting thought gently and without judgment. Freed from thoughts of limitation, I expect only good, and my good comes to me. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Luke 12, 32. The word for today is faith.
is more than enough in the universe that you created. There is more than enough on a planet of sacred design. There is more than enough for humanity made in your image. Infinite love is more than enough. We are made in that image. We are infinite love. We are the being that is love. So in this moment today, I ask you to take that deep, deep breath breathing it in and letting it go. It is life that we breathe in. It is life when we let it go. It is the all. We are the all. In and we live and move and have our being in that infinite love. And today, in this moment, we allow ourselves to rest in that knowing. We allow ourselves to listen. Listening for that still, small voice that says, you are love, you are loved, and you are more than enough. that still small voice that guides, that supports, that comforts. Let us, in this moment, in this place, with this collective knowing, move closer and closer to that Christness that we are as we go into the silence and we listen.
life. The essence of life is that consciousness that is love. And it brings us into this moment filled with joy. So let us now return into this space, knowing that life is joy, and life is peace, and life is love, and life is more than enough. And each of us live and move and have our being in that more than enough. I'm here to tell you, people, it's easy. You just got to say yes. And it's not even over there. You just got to say yes. What a beautiful, beautiful thing. Thank you. Thank you, guys. There we go. 
got to be careful what you walk. Yeah? <laughs> I'm told by our, my readings and, and discussions with some of my social scientist friends that what we do know about ourselves is that we are all storytellers. Think about it. The beginning of our being was to have been told in stories. Every civilization starts things with a story. Stories make meaning to events. Without the story, it doesn't have a meaning. So I'm going to start with the story today. After a really tough baseball game, three of the umpires went into a bar. They needed a drink because it had been a rough day. The young guy behind the plate, he was a rookie, hadn't been out very long. His strike zone, how many baseball players do I, people do I have in here? I'm just realizing I'm using all kind of terms that some of you meant. Anyway, his strike zone was all over everywhere. Um, and needless to say, the batters were not happy. He even made a really bad call on an out in home plate. He'd had a rough day. The journeyman who'd been around for a while, he was sitting there sort of commiserating with the guy. And then there was the crew chief, the head guy, who'd been around for a long time. He had a lot of wisdom on this. And after a while, the young rookie looked up at them and he says, guys, I just call them like I see them. And they, okay, okay. And the journeyman, after a while, he looked at him and he said, yeah, son, but, you know, I call them like they are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the wizard sitting back there, sipping on his pint, and he's like, <clears throat> excuse me, gentlemen, but they ain't nothing till I call them. <laughs> Hold that thought, because we're going to come back to that story, okay? Hold that thought. Our topic today is prosperity consciousness. It's like good unity, you know, good unity concept. How many times have we used those words? We throw those words around like we all know what they mean. <laughs> and each one of us has a different story around what is prosperity and even what is consciousness. When you look up the term consciousness, you get a couple of different variations. You get the noun, which means consciousness, that is, and Charles calls that the sum of all feelings and total and emotions and ideas. That's consciousness. And so does science. You can find that is the collective thought and the collectiveness. There are some scientists who will say, though, that consciousness now is an energy and it permeates, it's an energy. And then there is to be conscious. To be conscious. What does it mean to be conscious? For me, being conscious is about awareness. And Carl, Charles Fillmore, one of our co-founders, said it's the sense of knowing or being aware. But to be conscious is to be aware. And to be aware means that I have had to expand my knowingness out past what this was, or is, what I have always been told. So my awareness is that I have to have it in my, con in my awareness. I have to have all kinds of options in my awareness. The second part of it, though, is that I have to be woke, awake. I have to be awake to how I apply what I'm aware of. I can be aware of a number of things. I can be aware that what produces healthy bodies is getting up every morning and walking five miles and eating the right food. Folks, I don't get up and walk five miles every morning. And I love a good Big Mac every now and again. <laughs> More often than not, probably. So. So to be conscious means that I have to take both of those things. I have to have it in my awareness. Because if I don't have it in my awareness, there's no way I can do it. But then once I have it in my awareness, 
I have to apply it. I have to make the choice to do it. And so, for conscious, for me to be conscious about it, I have to have it. I have to understand then what prosperity is in my awareness before I can have it and do it. So what is prosperity? And I bet if we had a couple of hours, which we may have later on, if I had a couple of hours to go around and say, what is prosperity? We'd get that many different answers. But what I, and what I also find in unity especially is we understand that prosperity is not just about money, right? Right? Okay, it's not that. How many classes have you taken on prosperity where the bulk of the time that you were in that class, you focused on the issues of money? Oh, want to know which class you're taking? <laughs> because if I look at the classes that I've taught, the majority of the time is dealt with the financial prosperity issue. And prosperity is, let's see, According to Webster, an advance or a gain in anything good and desirable. Charles refers to that definition of prosperity in his definition of prosperity in Revealing Word. He refers to that, and he also refers to that in Keep a True Lent. That prosperity is the Advance or gain in anything good or desirable. And then he goes on to tell us that it's about health, it's about relationships, it's about love, it's about time, it's about spiritual ideas. And oh, by the way, it's also about money. So if that's the case, if that is in fact what is prosperity, and we hold that in our awareness, why aren't we all just overflowing? recognizably overflowing and claiming on any given day that I am abundantly prosperous, even when the bank account looks a little slim, or I don't have enough time. I can't do that. I don't have enough time for that. Or who am I going to call? My heart hurts, and I don't seem to have the right friend to call. What happened? Remember I said we were storytellers. What stories have we been told and have we absorbed into our beings all of our lives about who we are, what is prosperity, and how I'm supposed to apply it? I grew up a good Southern Baptist girl. And one of the things that one learns, what I learned, let me, let me rephrase that. One of the things that I absorbed, because uh, I can't speak for all Southern Baptists, one of the things that I absorbed from my religious teachings was that rich people don't go to heaven. Now, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't know you guys well enough to at this point, uh, to use some of the language that sometimes I used back in... Anyway, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, okay? And yet, I absorbed that. Now, I am also very grateful that I grew up with a mother and a father who also gave me a story or two. And one of those stories was, you can do whatever you set your mind to do. That's one. Now, did they always support that in everything? No, but they gave me that story. And when I did do something, they were there to support me. So I have that right now. That's one of my stories. And I believe that's part of why I know I am prosperous. is because I can do whatever I set my mind to do because I am worthy of it. There's another one of those stories. I'm worthy of it. 
The other story that my dad gave me, he gave me two actually. One was, there's always more than enough of whatever you need. My dad was active in the church. He committed his time. He also ran a full-time business, but he committed his time. He and mom both. And there was always enough time. And when we complained about, well, I got schoolwork, or, and really we just didn't want to go, but, you know, there was always a reason. He said, no, there's always enough time. You'll have time to get that done. Let's, let's get this. You've made a commitment. Let's do this. So there's always enough. I look back now on my growing up and recognizing that there were times in, our, in my early years when Dad might have actually looked at his bank account and went, ooh, ouch, that's, that's tight. I don't know about this. And there was always enough. He was a tither. Not because he had to, but because he understood flow. He understood that if you don't flow, stagnation happens. He always found a way because he was open for it. That's a lesson I learned. That's a story that I've been able to hold for myself. And in the years when I have not been open to the flow, tithing, giving to individuals who needed help and asked me for it, if I cut it off, what happens? Flow stops. So, there's always enough is a story I grew up with. The other story that Dad was always wanting to say is, you know, the one when God closes a door, he opens a window. Yes. And he would say that. He would say that. And so he gave us that foundation of knowing that regardless of the outward appearance, there was, in fact, a way forward. There was a way to find the time, the love, the abundance, the financials, support that we needed. He always used to add, though, be careful when you're sitting in front of the door, you feel a draft, and you think, oh, crap, it's a draft, and you go shut the window and then come back and sit in front of the door waiting for God to do something. <laughs> and I would look at him like, what? What? And then there were times when a door shut and I'm sitting there waiting or worse off trying to figure out how I'm going to make the doors open. I feel this gust of wind coming up. And there have been times when I've gone and shut the window because it wasn't what I was expecting. It wasn't what I was expecting. But the story was in my head. Here's another story. It comes from Dr. Martin Luther King. Um, one of my favorite of his writings, and, and he actually did give this in a speech, is from um, A World House, his essay, that he wrote not too long before he was uh, assassinated. But in there, he talks about Rip Van Winkle. And he talks about how we tell the story of Rip Van Winkle going up on the mountain and sleeping for 20 years and then coming back down confused and seemingly lost. And he said, and that's important. But what we also need to remember is that when he went up the mountain, George III was the face on the, hanging on front of the inn. When he came down, it was George Washington. He had slept through the most impactful change for hundreds of years, something that would change our world. He was unconscious of change. He had slept through it. So when we begin to look at what prosperity consciousness is, there are a couple of things we need to be aware of. One, 
Change is happening every day. I mean, literally, the, feet, the ground under our feet is unstable, literally and metaphorically, in these days. Change is happening. And often we sleep through it. We run the risk of not expanding our awareness in our consciousness because we are asleep. We're not awake. To how it's showing up. The second is, we're so stuck in the stories that we grew up in. Society gives them to us. Our family gives them to us. Our spiritual tradition gives us stories. And we get stuck in them. And they're comfortable. And I don't have to change. And things stagnate. And flow doesn't work. There's less love in my life. There's less financial support in my life. There's less time. Until I'm willing to examine the stories that guide, support, and or block me on any given day. We also have amazing stories that we tell each other. In fact, energy goes where attention is focused. So do we tell the old, more negative stories to ourselves? Denials and affirmations are that, people. That is what they are. What are the old stories? Which ones still support me? And some of them still do. I will always be thankful for my father that more is. There's always enough. And then there are some other stories he told me that I need to let go of. What are the stories that we are being told, that we tell ourselves, which ones support us, which ones can we release, and what new stories do we need to incorporate? When we can be aware and be woke to what prosperity is that advance or gain towards anything good and desirable when we can do that life flows life flows like a river like a circulation of the water life flows and it, it replenishes itself when it flows This week, I would like to ask you, oh, first off, remember that wizard? Sorry, I almost forgot to go back to the old story. <laughs> remember that wizard? It ain't nothing till I call it. Therein lies your power, my friend. Therein lies our power. It is what we call it. And until we call it, it's just a fact. It's just a ball going from the pitcher to the catcher. We have to call it. How do you want to call it this week? How do you want to call it next week? How do you want to call your life? How do you want to call what is unity in Minneapolis? Mm -hmm. It's the same process. This week, I'm going to ask you, and I'll check with Pat next week to see if you come back with anything, okay? <laughs> I want to ask you to just be aware as you go through the week when an event occurs or something seems a little, what is the story you just told yourself? What was the story? And was it the because no, no story is truth. It's just a story. Okay? So what are the stories we tell ourselves? Do we tell us a positive story? Do we tell a negative story? Do we get caught in one? And if you can, write it down. Just jot a few notes. I, I'm the world's worst journaler. I have more journals in my house, half full, 
But every now and again, I do go back to them and go, wow, look at that pattern. Wow, look at that truth. If you can, just jot it down. And then at the end of the week, go back and look at what patterns are there. What stories did you tell yourself? And then how can you upgrade that story if it's not supportive? How can you remember to retell the story that is? Because in a minute, because it's just who we are. We're storytellers. Let's tell the story of prosperity. Let's tell the story of joy. Let's tell the story of love and compassion. And let's stand in our principles as, as Dr. King did. Let's stand in that place of knowing our oneness. And may your week be filled with joy, love, peace, and prosperity. And so it is. day I will know right away soon as it shows it may come a cannonball and down from the sky gleam at its eye bright as a rose who knows it's only just out of reach down the block on a beach under a tree I got a feeling there's a miracle due gonna come true coming to me Something's coming, something good, if I can wait. Something's coming, I don't know what it is, but it is gonna be great. With a click, with a shock, phone will jingle, door will knock, open the latch. Something's coming, don't know when, but it's soon, catch the moon, one-handed catch. Just by standing still, it'll be there. Come on, something, come on in. Don't be shy, meet a guy, pull up a chair. Thank you, Janice. Great having you here. Thank you, Reverend Tony. Thank you. This time I'll invite our ushers to come forth as we prepare to receive our tithes and our gifts and our offerings. Just take your gift in your hand if you're giving it with someone. If you're streaming with us today, we invite you to make a gift as well to Unity Minneapolis on our secured website. Let's just go within again, get in touch with that prosperity consciousness within ourselves. Giving thanks that we have the opportunity to practice the spiritual law of circulation, the spiritual law of giving and receiving. So let's affirm together our church offertory blessing found in your order of service. Together, 
Divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am, and silently. Thank you, God. Amen. So we take a moment as we bless these gifts and we bless the gifts that's been received in the mail this week. We bless all those participating in our consistent giving program, our unexpected income program. We bless the gifts received in the mail. We bless all of these gifts and we send them forth to fulfill our vision and mission of a transformed world. Thank you. Thank you, God. And so it is. And so we let it be. Amen. Thank you. I want to invite our on-duty unity prayer chaplains to please stand. These individuals arrived early. They held sacred space in the sanctuary and they're here to in service with you. They'll hold that sacred space with you, listen with the ear of their heart, pray aloud with you, and then hold what they have heard in the strictest of confidence. So if you have a prayer request, by all means, seek out a unity prayer chaplain. Thank you. And you too can be a unity prayer chaplain. We are right now in the process of recruiting for our next, for this year, I can remember people saying, oh, I can never pray aloud with anybody. It's one of the most rewarding things you can do. It's wonderful training as well. And Margie Black and Andre Kaiserman, I'm going to invite you to please stand for a moment. These are our co-leaders, and they also do the training as well. So let's appreciate all of our prayer chaplains. Thank you. Also, a reminder that you can be with Reverend Tony this afternoon at 1.30. It's a two-hour workshop from 1.30 to 3.30. And then on Tuesday evening, there's also a class giving you that opportunity to interact with Reverend uh, Tony. And also, there will be a feedback form in each and every one of those classes. So I invite you to come participate. It's offered on a love offering basis. So come and be present. I believe that's what we, and next week, look at the lesson title for next week. I'm so excited about this title. Develop the Art of Selfishness. Whoa. And I've already had a call or two on that title, but that's okay. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you next week. Uh, develop the Art of Selfishness. I think we have children out there. Let's stand and let's bring them in, okay?
Hi, everyone. Oh, my gosh. We had a wonderful time. We are talking about the theme, loving, and how can we be loving to each other. And we did a toning exercise with different sounds to feel where that is in our bodies. And I have an invitation for you. We have our Great Lakes Regional Consultant, Reverend Chase, coming all the way from Ohio in the middle of winter. And she is going to be doing a training with the volunteers on that Saturday, the 25th. But on the 24th, she's going to be hosting a two-hour facilitated discussion about how we reach today's youth and families. And this is open to any congregants. Anybody who wants to advocate for today's youth will talk about what's going well and what we might think about changing. And so that's open to all of you. We hope you'll join us for that free discussion. It'd be great if you could sign up in Garden Court. Thank you. And Cassidy, that's Friday evening at 7, open to everyone. I, I know you love youth and family ministry, and you, 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 we're all touched by these youth. So I'm looking forward to Reverend Chase. She's an outstanding minister. She also has the consultant for the Great Lakes region. So we're grateful that you're here. I want to appreciate these Fabulous adult volunteers. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And, and, and Cassidy, I want to thank you for being here. When you were late coming down the aisle, I thought, oh, my goodness, did she get back in? She was in Florida last week. You know, someone's got to go. So she went and had a great time, and I'm really grateful you're back as well. Thank you. So let us... What was that? I'm going to Hawaii. Hawaii. Wow, someone's got to go to Hawaii. Okay, don't you love it? Don't you love it? Yeah, we love Hawaii too. We will. <sighs> Let's applaud these children, okay? <laughs> so join us afterwards for coffee and tea. Let us know together our prayer for protection and our peace song. Together we know that the light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. The presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, God is. I am divine. And all is swell. Got no yacht. Still, I think I'm a lucky girl. I got the sun in the morning and the moon at night. I got no diamond, got no pearl. Still, I think I'm a lucky girl. I got the sun in the morning and the moon at night. Sunshine gives me a Express my thanks. I got the sun in the morning and the moon at night. And with the sun in the morning and the moon in the evening, 
morning on base. Yeah, great to have you here. Jen Verlebens, welcome back. 